The following podcast contains coarse language. Parental discretion is advised. Okay, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Um, Mug's going to be sitting in here with us tonight, as he was in uh, the last podcast that I've done. He's pretty much going to become a regular, if not uh, what you would say a co-host on the show. So let's uh, start this off by me giving a shout out to uh, Justin Perkins on uh, Talk Junkie. Check his podcast out. It should be available on iTunes and many other places, YouTube and the such. Um, this podcast is also available on other places like uh, Anchor.fm, uh, Spotify, and Breaker. You can find this podcast. Just Google raving television addict and you can find this podcast in quite a few places now so let's try to get mug on here and see if uh he's got anything he wants to talk about tonight hello yeah what's going on boys yeah, we just decided that we was going to give you a call call up, considering you're going to be pretty much a regular guest and pretty much a co-host for the show until we get some more people in here. Oh, Lord, don't put that kind of pressure on me. But I um, also gave a shout-out to Justin Perkins and Talk Junkie again, as usual, because that seems to be my favorite podcast right now. Well, it's definitely one of my favorite. Well, favorite podcast next to my own, of course, but that's beside the point. (laughs) So, we're going to get this started off with a little uh, debate, pretty much. Oh, what are we debating today? We're going to debate the made-up holiday of Valentine's Day. Oh, Lord. And and what our stances are on Valentine's Day. But before we get started into this, I just want to say that I read recently in the news that Valentine's Day spending is expected to top $27 billion. And that's supposedly a record. That this year that people are going to spend more money on uh, jewelry, candy, flyers, and other gifts this Valentine's Day. It says uh, that those celebrating the holiday said they plan to spend an average of $196.31, up 21% from last year's record, according to the National Retail Federation. Okay, for one thing, here's here's what I don't get, all right? This is what's funny. They're like, uh, so they went and they asked these random people. They're like, how much you plan on spending on on Valentine's Day this year? And apparently uh, a bunch of them said, oh, I plan on spending (laughs) $106.31. Maybe that's just the average of what they asked everybody. Uh, But but could you imagine? It's like, okay, how much you going to spend this this month, uh, a year on Valentine's Day? Well, I'm gonna spend 196.31. Well, 100 196.31. So you're not gonna spend 196.50. How about just even 196 dollars? How about 196.99? Yeah. 
I'm sure I'm sure that figure is just an average of the people they ask. Like I, some people probably said 150, some people probably said 100, some people might have even said $20. Yeah, I mean, I can understand the whole concept of, like, Valentine's Day. You're, like, supposed to show, like, the woman that you love, which I don't have one. And, and I hate Valentine's Day with a passion because it's just a day that makes lonely people, like me, feel even more depressed. But it's just a man-made holiday so that they can, from the greeting card companies, so that they can sell more and more greeting cards. And there's, like, a surplus of Mexican stuffed bars that they haven't sold the rest of the year. So they're like, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to put these hearts on the front of these and we'll sell them. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, most of everything in this world is all about the almighty dollar. I mean, there they're probably many things that's happened in the world that didn't involve thinking about getting money. I mean, I wouldn't be, be, like, surprised if there's, like, not a Trump Valentine's Day bar this year that, like, has a bad hairdo and a uh, Make Valentine's Day Great Again hat on or some shit. Wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I could just see it happen considering, uh, like, how we've got everybody that seems to love Trump and uh, Valentine's Day is supposed to be a day of love. Yeah. But here's another thing, too. Women use Valentine's Day against men a lot because you've got these guys that haven't been in a relationship all year. Then around Valentine's Day, they get a girlfriend. The girl gets what she wants for Valentine's Day. Then they split up same way with Christmas. Valentine's Day, in my opinion, is just one of those made-up holidays that they well, just... Now, well, now, well, now, hold on just a minute. Maybe, maybe the guys get something, too, out of Valentine's Day. Yeah, I mean, the best Valentine's Day, Day present to a guy, you know, is a good meal and a blowjob. I mean, let's be serious here. Well, you said it, not me. A guy is not into the whole flowers deal. I mean, what do you get a guy for Valentine's Day that he really wants? Now, I know what it would be for me, me and you. It would be like some Blu-ray set or DVD set we didn't have where we're both like diehard like movie collectors. Yeah, I mean, that's what I want every holiday. I mean, that's like the go-to thing with us, but the only bad thing about both of us is having a, a collection as big as we do, it's hard for people to buy for us. Well, I mean, you can always do what I do and just tell people what to get me. Yeah, but some people, they don't um, like when you do that. But they've got to understand... Some people think that they would rather you do that than for them to get you something that you didn't want or already had. Yeah. So we all know what women want for Valentine's Day. They want the nice dinner. They want to come home and the dishes be done and the house be cleaned. And they want to watch uh, The Notebook and uh, want some chocolates. 
That's what they basically want for Valentine's Day. But a woman that uh, knows her man knows that any man's perfect Valentine's Day is a steak dinner and a blowjob or sex of any kind and maybe a bottle of liquor. I don't drink anymore, so... Well, that's the that's like the normal man's Valentine's Day. Ours is like, you know, we want uh, like uh, say, uh, like the there recently when the new Rambo movie came out, they re-released like all the Rambo's in Blu-ray format. So we'd be like, uh, which I don't have them on DVD, and I'm sure you probably have them all on Blu-ray already, but. Uh, We'd be like, yeah, this is what we want for Valentine's Day. And baby, while you at it, couldn't you give us a good blowjob to go with it? Well, let me ask you this. You said you hate Valentine's Day and everything. And you, you seem to be against it and talk bad about it. But now, when you got your woman, don't sit here and try to tell me different. But you wouldn't be out there buying all the flowers, all the chocolate, all the jewelry. You'd be right there with us. Spending your money. Now, sad thing is, uh, maybe that's what got me to lose women, but I didn't spend much on them for Valentine's Day when I was with them. Dollar Store and Dollar Tree is your friend. Get you about 10 bucks, go there. Well, well your, your potential wife could be listening right now, and, and she's not going to turn the radio off and not listen to you anymore. Well, I'm just uh, the firm believer that... that uh, it's not about the money you got. It's not about the money that you spend on somebody. It, uh, Valentine's Day is basically a made-up holiday. you showing the girl that uh, you love her every day, of the, every day of the year. So why did they single out one day to like, hey, you know what? I love you today more than I love you the rest of the year. Well, it's like you said at first. It's, it's uh, a capitalistic holiday. Exactly. It was created by the, the Exactly. But, but that being said, we we know that. We know that it's was just made to for people to get money, uh, you know, cuz everybody knows you're going to spend money on your loved one on this day to show them how much you love them now. I don't think you got to spend a lot of money to show them how much you love them. No. I don't think I think you're wrong on that one. I think you can go to the dollar store, and if you, as long as you get them something that they will like and with good intentions, now you can't go to the dollar store and say, "I'm just going to go to the dollar store and pick any old thing out and take it and just throw it at her and be done with it." Exactly. But you don't. But you don't have to spend a lot of money. Well, I don't think love. I don't think love has a price tag. Well, pretty much though, you got to think it depends on the woman too. Some women right. are like, well, if you buy me a five dollar bar and like a dollar box of candy, you did good enough. But you got these one women that's like, oh baby, 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 you got to buy me this big uh, five thousand dollar diamond ring, or you don't love me. Yeah. Well, it it also probably that that's true. You ain't wrong, but it's probably also got something to do with the guy too, because 
take, for example. Um, I would say Trump has had to have spent probably a significant more amount than I've had to spend because what woman is going to want to be with him? Exactly. Unless he shells out a little money. Or, you know, in, in his case right now, I think it's his third wife. His third wife. He, he and, and she's not initially from America. She, he, he paid her way in. I don't know how he's trying to put that wall up. Maybe he, maybe he don't want her to leave. I don't know. Could be a good, um, good possibility. But uh, what's your stance on on Valentine's Day? Do you think it should should be kept as a holiday, or do you think that it should be done away with? Well, really, the only holiday I really like is Halloween. I mean, I if it you know if I had to pick one holiday to keep, it would be Halloween. All other holidays are disposable to me. Now that being said. Um, I think it, it is a, it is a good time to remind your loved one of how you feel about it. So I don't think there's nothing wrong with Valentine's Day. Yeah, I agree with you there on that there's really nothing wrong with it in general. But the fact of the matter is, is it's just like Christmas and Thanksgiving uh, to lonely people. They just think that uh, nobody cares about them on, on those particular days. And that's why a bunch of people are like me, are like totally against it, which I know people care about me, but it's just just like you see all these happy no, little... I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've been single on, on a lot of the time on Valentine's Day and on Christmas. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. So you've got people like that who thinks, well, yeah, it needs to be done away with because of the fact um, they say that the largest suicide rate uh, goes up around the holidays. So even though Valentine's Day ain't considered a major holiday, you still got to think, is there people out there committing suicide because of this holiday? Yeah. I mean... This is this might sound a little bit uh, racist, but I don't intend it to be. But you've got like, um, like for example, you got people that kill themselves on Christmas. Do you think that there's black people that kill themselves on Martin Luther King Day or any other holiday like that, or any like? Uh, do you think that there's Mexican people that kill themselves uh, during? Uh, the Day of the Dead festivals, because it's holidays. Do you think holidays cause more suicides? I, I don't think race has anything to do with the correlation of holidays and suicide. You would think that for certain holidays that people hold dear, that, that uh, the suicide rate for a, a certain race would go up compared to another. But that just no. might be my way of thinking. No, I don't. I don't think it has anything to do with one another. So your stance on uh, Valentine's Day is pretty much, uh, if you had your way, there'd only be one holiday, and it'd be Halloween. I said, "Well, you took my words out of context." 
I'll, Halloween is my favorite holiday, but there there is not just one holiday, right? So you got to participate in every holiday, no matter what. what? And the, my my number one thinking is, especially during Valentine's Day, is I'm going to do whatever it takes to make who I'm with, the most happy. Okay, like uh, on stances of holidays, I think one holiday that should be done away with is Columbus Day. Yeah, Columbus Day. Columbus Day is a, a false holiday, though, right? Yeah, because Columbus didn't discover America. The Native Americans was done in here. He took. Uh, he took the land from them uh, due to genocide and stuff, so we shouldn't be celebrating somebody like him. Exactly. I mean, uh, you 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 know full and well, and 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 it's not, it's not to my understanding, it's not really changed. Might have changed a little bit, but when we was growing up and we was learning about Columbus, we was t uh, told. It was it was portrayed to us like he was a hero. Yeah, but when we got older and we started doing our own thinking, just like like with religion, George Carlin said said he tried the religion thing. He used to be a devout Catholic until he got to the age of reasoning. When we got to the age of reasoning and started uh, researching this stuff ourselves, we just realized that, that Columbus was nothing but a lying asshole and a cold-blooded killer. Yep. Columbus was not a good person. So now we just uh, still, we celebrate Columbus Day as uh, the day that Columbus discovered America when Columbus didn't discover shit. No, he... he uh... He really didn't. He just stole it. Yeah, it's just like the the American Indians, the Native Americans, how they they had the land stowed out from underneath them with genocide, how the American uh, U.S. Army and stuff would uh, send them blankets uh, laced with smallpox to kill out the tribes and all that. This land is built on bloodshed. Yeah. I agree with you. And all, all, every, every, every person who's well educated knows the same thing. Or at least you would think they would be smart enough to know that. Yeah, it's all built on bloodshed. Yeah. Okay, we're going to move on to this next subject here. Um, I was reading here recently. Uh. Which is with CNN, and everybody's like, well, you can't believe shit that CNN says because they say all this shit about Trump. If it ain't Fox News, it ain't the truth. Well, well, you know how I feel about that. Yeah, well, anyway, uh, apparently there's been uh, some mysterious radio signal coming from space, and it's been repeating itself every 16 days. And according to this little thing, is uh, it says... Uh, mysterious radio signals from space have been known to repeat, but for the first time, researchers have noticed a pattern in a series of bursts coming from a single source half a billion light years from Earth. 
No, I, I am not. I have not heard this, so I'm real interested in this. What? Go on. Anyway, uh, fast uh, radio bursts or FRBs, as they're called are millisecond-long bursts of radio waves in space. Individual radio bursts emit once and don't repeat. But repeating fast radio bursts are known to send out short, energetic radio waves multiple times. And usually when they repeat, it's sporadic or in a cluster, according to previous observers. Between September 16, 2018 and October 30, 2019, researchers with the Canadian Hydrogen Intensity Mapping Experiment Fast Radio Burst Project Collaboration detected a pattern in bursts occurring every 16.35 days. Over the course of four days, the signal would release a burst or two each hour. Then it would go silent for about 12 days. The findings are included in the preprint of a paper on ARXIV, meaning the paper has been moderated but not fully peer-reviewed. The authors of the paper are part of the CHIM FRB collaboration, which has published a multitude of fast radio burst studies in recent years. So basically, um, it says that uh, the signal keeps repeating itself and uh, that uh, it's like all these billions of light years away, like a half a billion light years uh, from Earth. So, my question to you is, what do you think could be causing this? Aliens. That could be a possibility, but if but maybe it's God's way, too, of maybe trying to communicate with the Earth. Well, well, I've, I've, I've said this before, and I'm, I don't know if I said it on, on a previous episode or not, but I... I have a suspicion that God is alien. I mean, there is no doubt that he is uh, supposed to be an omnipresent being, so that would be like that he would have been of some alien race or culture, so that's a good possibility. let, Let me explain. Let me explain. Um, you know... Let's just take here on Earth. Uh, humans are at the top of the food chain, right? Yep. We're, we're the most dominant species on the planet. So, to, to maybe like a chicken or a turkey or a pig or one of these animals that we kill and eat and consume for our consumption, for our pleasure, they they probably look at us like we're gods. They probably think they have no... I have, I, I have a feeling that most of them, now some of them probably do, some of them probably don't even know they're going to slaughter. Some people... Uh, some people, most everybody, I say some people, most people, we have this thing where we go, wonder what happens after death. I wonder what happens. I wonder if there's an afterlife. Well, what about chickens? Do you think they think that? Because 
what happened what we know what happens to chickens after death. They are cut up, processed. Um, you know, even nothing's wasted. So like we use everything. You know how bologna's made, you know how hot dogs made. So my question to you is could it be that it's the same thing happening to us, just on a larger scale. So what I mean by that is, do you think aliens are actually killing us off and cutting us up and eating us after we die? That could be a good possibility. We could also be living in the world of they live, where we're lulled into a sleep so we don't see what's around us and and we're like the cattle i mean i mean million now there's some people that's vegan and and they don't eat meat but all, everybody who eats meat pretty much say if you've ate meat in your life you probably eat a couple of assholes yeah you know have you ate a hot dog yeah You've eaten a couple of assholes. Yeah. Hot so, dogs are, like, so, disgusting. So, could there be something out there that are eating our assholes after we die? Could be a good possibility. Uh, These are just things I wonder about. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of odd that you wonder if somebody's eating their assholes after we die. I mean... But still, more power to you. <laughs> I mean, it's possible, is it not? So you're telling me somewhere out there, there's a great asshole eater. It's like a planet, a planet of aliens that just want to eat all humans' assholes. Yeah, look, man. Imagine, here, here's the thing. Earth, Earth and this universe and everything we know about it, it could possibly just be a little speck in an alien's keychain. Exactly. And like to an alien race, we're just like a little grain of uh, of salt or or a little grain of rice, and we're pretty much meaningless other than to use as like uh, food or for experimentation and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, no matter what, no matter what it is, whether it's, you know, aliens or God, or maybe God is aliens, but whichever, the aliens or God, they're not really going to give two fucks about us. I mean, if there is a God, do you think he cares about us? Well, we'd like to believe that he cares about us, but... Well, now... Now, I, I, I know that, but does he really? Would he be letting disease run rampant? You know, would he be letting natural disasters happen to us? Would he be letting war happen? I, I just don't know. What kind of God is he, really? But I mean... Does he have... Do you think God is a man or a woman? Uh, I think it, I think if God has to be a man, because according to George Carlin, if he was a woman, then uh, then stuff wouldn't be as fucked up as the way it is. Oh yeah, that makes sense. But um, one thing that uh, 
about the whole thing about you wondering about natural disasters and all this, it's written of in the book of Revelations that in the end times there will be more plagues, natural disasters, and shit. And if you think about it from a um, biblical standpoint, then we could very well be living in the end times. But, but the end times have been coming for centuries. They were coming in Jesus' day. So we just got to live our day days one day at a time and hope like hell that none of it's true. Yeah, well, you know, the fact the fact is, and it always circles back to this, that I don't care who you are, the only way you know what happens after death is if you're dead. And if you're dead, you ain't giving the secret away. No, exactly. And I believe I said it in one in like the last podcast, but uh, people believe in like something that they can't see. And and they believe in something that they've never heard or whatever. That's the whole thing behind faith. But if you dissect the word believe, right in the middle, you have a big L-I-E, which is a lie. So nobody's really to know what's true and what's not. Not unless you're dead. And the dead uh, can't come back and tell you. But I'll tell you one thing, if I ever die and, and and I can come back, I'm going to haunt a bunch of motherfuckers. And and I'm going to, if they've got like satellite, I'm going to order pay-per-view porno on their satellite or their TVS cable, that way they have to pay for it. So you're saying you would like to be a ghost? Yeah, I would like to be a ghost so that I could come back and, and like haunt people. And I'd be like, mug. Hell is not real. Yeah, I think it'd be pretty cool to be a ghost. Yeah, I wouldn't be Casper the Friendly fucking ghost. That's for damn sure. <laughs> I'd be like one of his uh, uncles, uh, the fatso one. I'd co- I'd come into your. I'd be like Slimer. I'd come into your refrigerator at about two or three o'clock in the morning, and just tear the refrigerator all to hell and fart and leave the. My ectoplasmic stink all the way through your house. So what what do you think the repeating signal is billions of light years away? What's your take on it? I think it could be uh, uh, Elroy from the Jetsons uh, trying out a new experiment. I don't know. Aliens, probably. If uh, Let me ask you this. If you... If there is aliens out there, if there are aliens out there, are they the green ones with big heads, or are they are they the ones like in Ridley Scott's film, Alien? Uh, I think there's different species of aliens. You have the ones like the ones from South Park that are white with the big black eyes. You have the ones like from... so so. So you think there are xenomorphs out there? There's xenomorphs. There's there's aliens that could take on the forms of beautiful women to seduce human man. There's like different kinds of aliens. Green ones, pink ones. There's probably an alien that looks like a dick out there somewhere. But we won't know about aliens until one visits us and probes our anus, which I do not want to have my anus probed anytime soon. 
Yeah, I don't think any of us does. Well, I don't know. If you're big gay Al, you'd probably like your anus probe. And, and and I could just see that big gay Al getting his anus probed by an alien, and, and like the kids of South Park going, going, how how you doing today, day big gay Al? While he's getting his anus probed by an alien, he goes, I'm super. Thanks for asking. <laughs> you do that voice pretty good. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine if aliens landed on Earth and uh, Buford T. Justice was a real person? He would be like, he would be like, now you wait up, you sons of bitches. You ain't gonna do this on my highway. Aliens are probably scared of us. Yeah, well, I'd be scared of us too. Look who we elected as the leader of man. Hey, man, we're we're getting ready to change all that. Did you hear the news? No, I have not heard the news. Bernie Sanders has won New Hampshire. He's well, well on his way. He's well on his way to becoming president. Uh, well, explain why him winning New Hampshire, New Hampshire, New Hampshire is such a big deal. Well, I mean, it's it's pushing him to be the candidate to run against Trump in November. Now, but what? But what's significant about him winning this particular state? this year is because last week when they had the caucuses in Ohio in Iowa they fucked up and the DNC tried to steal it from him like they did in 2016 and so they never did call it a, a clear winner in Iowa so we come this week today to New Hampshire and he won Without question, the people spoke and they said, "You're, you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna try to pull one over on us New Hampshireans." But I'm telling you, uh, Trump's days in office is numbered. He, he, he will not get elected again. So basically, what is the DNC for our listeners that? probably don't know the, what that is the the dnc the democratic national committee it's the committee that um they they organize and pick out a candidate to run against the republican candidate which in this case is trump so like for instance in 2016 when they was trying to pick between hillary and bernie the DNC worked with Hillary and got Bernie knocked out and like screwed him over, hid votes, spread stories about him. And that's the problem with uh, an organization like the DNC. They are, they are so rooted in politics that they are the top corruption. They're, they're part of the problem just as much as Trump's administration is. Yeah, so basically if Bernie wins uh, a bunch of states, then he's going to be the next Democratic candidate. Exactly. And Bernie, Bernie is looking out for the people. 
He's gonna he's gonna have Medicare for all. I mean, if you just you just listen to him, he he's looking out for us, man. I, I really think I really think for the first time in our lifetime, um, the the young people are gonna vote Bernie in. Bernie's got all this momentum and all these donations people are giving to him and these voters and the majority of those are young people. People 18 to 27. Well, if Bernie does what he says he's going to do, which is a fine thing, and uh, some other things Bernie needs to do, for one, finally make marijuana legally, recreational, and medical statewide. That's, that's, a, that's, that's one of the things at the top of his list, you know. He... he he realizes that it shouldn't be illegal. It should be legal in every state for medical and recreational use. Because, because after all, after all, marijuana is a, a plant that grows from the earth. Yeah, God put the plant here for us to smoke and do with what we want to. But the main exactly. reason it's not legal is because they can't tax it and... Uh, the fact that if marijuana was legal, there would be no use for all these pain pills and all this uh, Xanax and all this other stuff because that right there is the go-to leading medicine on Earth. Yeah, there. You know, it would solve a lot of problems. And there's there's people. You know, some states have already legalized it, and if it does become legalized, it is going to be taxed. It'll just be like cigarettes. Cigarettes are taxed. So if it if it in the states it's already become legal, Colorado, Seattle, it's being taxed. Um, there's people sitting in jail right now in prison for marijuana. You know. Yeah, you see it all the time, like uh, especially on local news, like in Kentucky where we're from that uh, about them uh, arresting these old people for for like i don't know four or five plants uh and sometimes that's the only drug that they find is marijuana and they arrest them and and constantly i know that uh probably you've done it in the past and i've seen a lot of people do it we're like basically good job officers good wasting taxpayers money go after the real bad guys you know yeah, I mean, I mean, I I fully believe that if if not if it's it's when when marijuana is legalized, we're going to see uh, uh, won't be instant. It'll be a gradual drop, but it'll be a drop in uh, you know methamphetamine usage and the pills. I think it'll even cut back on alcoholism. People who's uses drink as their form of medication well i know like right now most of your drug addicts that have been like die hard hardcore drug addicts with the heroin and meth and all that some of them uh most of them i mean they fall back on suboxone which is pretty much legalized drug dealing is what i call it it's one drug to take the place of another drug but uh with that and uh, 
gabapentin together, which is neurotin in the layman's terms for people that don't know what gabapentin is, um, they find that those two drugs work good together to keep somebody off the hardcore stuff. But marijuana can also do that. But the thing about marijuana is where it's illegal, they don't, and if you live in a state where you, they can't prescribe it legally, they're going to go to Suboxone, which is legal as long as you've got a prescription for it. But if more former drug users went down the road of trying to quit cold turkey and just use marijuana as their crutch, marijuana has the common effect... You know, it helps you sleep, helps you eat, and all that. And you've got, like, really sick people that have cancer that can't eat. So you fire up a joint, which you've got to get it illegally for them, then they, they are sometimes able to stomach something due to the marijuana. But you've got all these other pills that they give you for it, which um, Marinol is a um, form of marijuana that they give you when you've got cancer. But you can get uh, more out of it when uh, you smoke it, actually, than if you uh, digest it, is what I've heard. But then again, I could be wrong. I don't know much about marijuana, but I know one thing. It's never killed nobody. The only thing it's killed is the groceries in your refrigerator and your cabinets. Well, that's what I was getting ready to say. The one, the one main benefit, marijuana has many benefits, but the one main plus about it is it's not addictive no you can quit it cold turkey uh, i mean cigarettes are, are legal and uh, alcohol is legal but uh trying to throw down cigarettes is like uh, trying to get off of heroin same way with caffeine caffeine's legal i'm a big pop drinker if i ain't got my pop and my caffeine i just can't get by it's the same way with energy drinks with most people. They get addicted to the caffeine content in them, but it's legal. But God and, forbid that we can't make marijuana legal. And I bet, I bet you, if if it was if marijuana was legal, and you decided, hey, I'm going to try to quit drinking so much pop, and I'm going to try to quit smoking cigarettes, I bet you could use marijuana and successfully keep both of those habits probably could but it would still be hard regardless of how you went with it it would still be hard to quit them but uh anything like if you're trying to quit uh my papa had like smoked for at least two to three decades if not more and then when my brother was born and like uh my brother was born uh march the 4th of 1989 my papa had quit smoking because my brother was born a preemie so before my brother came home, my papa would quit smoking. And papa quit smoking for like from 89 to around 2003. Well, probably 2000. Yeah, around 2003. Because after my grandma died in November of 2003, he started back. And he'd quit and uh, quit for years and started back and then he'd been quit for about a year or so before the cancer took him out so uh cigarettes can cause like death and marijuana can cause death in the long run due to smoking so much of it because it's just like smoking cigarettes 
you're going to get like tar and all that stuff, THC and stuff can lay on your lungs just like tar from cigarettes. But the thing about it is, is marijuana is still healthier than smoking a cigarette. Yeah, I mean, you got to think too. There's other ways to consume marijuana now too. Yeah, you, you don't just have you don't just have to smoke it. You got the pot brownies. You got pill form, marinol, as I said. So yeah, I'm with you on that. There is other ways to consume marijuana with uh, any kind of drug. Whether it be aspirin, Tylenol, hell, it could be damn Benadryl. Benadryl you can overuse. And any of those drugs have the potential to overdose you. There is a movie I've seen before. It's, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it before. It's called Girl Interrupted. And if I'm not mistaken, in that movie, this girl OD'd on, like, Tylenol. And then they had to bring her back, and they put her in, like, his psych ward. But she always tried to OD on Tylenol. And yes, it can be done if you take enough of it. Because a uh, certain, um, like, um, it's called anacetamethan that's in your pain medicine. That kills your liver. So you can die from taking too much of uh, anacetamethan, which is in, uh, like, Tylenol. But marijuana, you could smoke it all day long and not die from it. No. So I think that they need to legalize marijuana and just be done with it so that people can uh, use it for whether they want to want to smoke it just to calm them down or if they want to smoke it to get appetite or just even if they want to get high off of it, they, they can do it. I mean, you can get high from huffing paint. You can get high from huffing gas. Uh, they actually do stuff um, now where they take compressed air and huff compressed air to get high. People are going to get high regardless of what they get high on. So marijuana yeah. has enough medical benefits that they just need to legalize it. Yeah. So what I'd like to do right now is, is just for everybody listening, in case in case they don't know, uh, we got a we got an election coming up here on. Tuesday, May the 19th in Kentucky, the 2020 Kentucky Democratic primary. And you're going to have a chance to go to the polls, and you're going to have a chance to cast your vote and pick whether you want it, want the, who do you want running against Trump. And if you go and vote for Bernie, Bernie is, he's going, he's going to, he's going to legalize it countrywide. I hope that and Bernie all, all, does. All you, all you got to do, if if you believe that, if you believe that marijuana should be legal, if you believe that uh, we all should have access to health care and not have to worry about dying just because we don't have enough money to pay for it, if you think the minimum wage should be raised up to where we have at least a fighting chance to not have to live paycheck to paycheck. If you believe all this, then, again, I'll say it, May the 19th, it's on a Tuesday, you need to go and cast your vote for Bernie Sanders, and then that way, in November, you can go and cast your vote again for him, and we can get, we can get Orangey out of office there. President Bernie Sanders, that has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? 
That has a real good range to it. But on that note, we're going to take our first break. We'll be back right after this. A short little message. I like my chili hot. As a matter of fact, I like my chili so goddamn hot that you can cook a hog's ass in a spoonful. When a working man such as myself wants a little hot fixing, I reach for a bottle of that mama's goddamn hot chili. Smooth tender chunks with chili beans filled with mama's hot faster bacon bits and grizzled with just the right amount of thick savory sauce dripping with noodle nuggets and Texas tough onions. Mm-mm, that's hot. Goddamn hot. Ask for it by name. Okay, and we're back. Now, make sure y'all go out and buy some of that good chili. Now, according to that little uh, commercial, that's some pretty good chili. I think you can find it at uh, the Walmart or the Food City. Not for sure, but remember, you got to ask for it by name. Anyway, now we're yeah, going to... I know for sure they got it up there at Yoder's. Okay, yeah, Yoder's. Yoder's Whole Foods in Knott County. Yeah, you got to check out Yoder's Whole Foods in Knott County. That's that's one of the, there's few very few places in Knott County that I will actually support, and I'm and pretty much this is gonna be like some free advertising for them, but I support Yoders wholeheartedly. They have great food up there. They're run by a bunch of Mennonites, which for people that don't know what a Mennonite is, it's like an Amish that believes in motor cars and luxury and all that. So they got like these fancy cars and electricity and them newfangled phones and computers and stuff they believe in that and then hot rods pizza i support hot rods pizza hot rods pizza has got like the best pizza in Knott county we have like three or four different pizza joints that we can get food at in Knott county and uh i support hot rods pizza so maybe hot rods pizza might actually hear this from somebody from hot rods pizza and actually wanting to want to endorse me and uh pay me in free food to talk about them during the podcast who knows but anyway uh we was talking like i got i got some good cheese sticks i know that yeah i like their pepperoni pizza pretty good too but anyway we was talking about um uh like aliens earlier do you remember one of the most uh famous alien uh abduction cases in uh the annuals of american history the travis walton ufo uh, incident i don't know if i remember that or not well basically during uh no on uh, november 5th um 1975 travis walton he was uh like a forestry worker to cut trees and stuff while he was working in the Apache Stelt Graves National Forest near Snowflake, Arizona, Walton reappeared after a five-day search. He had disappeared, with, and uh, he wasn't seen for like five days, and he reappeared. And at first, they thought that uh, the guys that he worked with had killed him, and it turned out that he had been abducted by aliens. So he wrote a book about uh, his uh, his abduction in 1978 called the walton experience which was adapted into the 1993 movie fire in the sky well of course skeptics called it a hoax but uh, according to walton on november 5th 1975 he was working with a timber stand improvement crew in uh, that natural forest near uh, snowflake arizona 
while riding in a truck with six of his co-workers, they encountered a saucer-shaped object hovering over the ground approximately 110 feet away, making a high-pitched buzz. Walton claims that after he left the truck and approached the object, a beam of light suddenly appeared from the craft and knocked him unconscious. The other six men were frightened and supposedly drove away. Walton claimed that he awoke in a hospital-like room being observed by three short, bald creatures. He claimed that he fought with them until a human wearing a helmet led Walton to another room, where he blacked out as three other humans put a clear plastic mask over his face. Walton has claimed he remembers nothing else until he found himself waking up alone I see, until he found himself walking along a highway with the flying saucers, uh, uh, flying saucer departing above him. So basically, this guy, uh, he disappeared, and he went missing for five five days. And if you watch the movie, it's got uh, D.B. Sweeney, it's got Robert Patrick, who played the T-1000 in Terminator 2. It's got um, uh, the guy from uh, Shocker in it, Peterberg. And basically, it's like based off that book. Now, do you think that that this sounds like a clear case of an alien abduction? Or do you think this sounds like something that they all just made up? Well, I think it was... Uh... To me, it sounds real, uh, especially when you take into account they made a motion picture about it. But, you know, they make motion pictures about everything. They made a motion picture about Howard the Duck, which flopped at the box office, but it's still a classic today. But the thing about it yeah, is, but... is um, it, was, it had to be somewhat... Uh, history significant or else they wouldn't have made a movie about it and the movie is really a really good movie you don't hear much about it anymore but 1993 when it came out it was like a pretty big thing but you really don't hear much about it anymore yeah it's really hard to uh, you know decide what's real and what's not especially the world we live in today you know what I'm saying yeah, I mean, were, were, they, were they so much? I mean, look, you can't, we can't even believe the president. So why would we believe somebody who said they seen an alien? Yeah, and as like we was talking earlier about what we thought aliens look like. Yeah, there's probably different forms and races of aliens, is what I believe. And they, they say that that there's aliens here on Earth that's hidden in plain sight that takes on the forms of humans. And these big humans are like in like branches of the government, uh, millionaires, billionaires, and all that stuff. For all we know, Bernie could be Bernie could be an alien from from a planet that wants to save the Earth, and we just don't know it. That, that could be possible. But I just thought, where we was talking about aliens, that I would ask you about that. Uh, that ufo case and uh i recommend our listeners that if they can find it which uh it used to be on dvd but now the dvd's out of print and it's like really really expensive but warner archive released released it i think and you can get it 
get it through through that way, but it's a burned DVD. But Fire in the Sky used to be on Netflix. That is actually a pretty good good movie to watch. Yeah, I'm gonna put that. I'm gonna put that on my list, and I'm gonna check it out too. Well, we're gonna take a break, and we'll be right back after this word from one of our sponsors. Do you got balls? Do you got balls of steel? I've got balls of steel. Duke Nukem has balls of steel because Duke Nukem uses balls of steel powder. Available at GNC. Balls of steel powder. And you heard it right from Duke's mouth. I've got balls of steel. If you want balls of steel like Duke Nukem, you can get balls of steel powder at GNC nationwide. Balls of steel powder has been known to shrink the penis while making the balls extremely huge. Balls so big you could take on the whole Afghan army, ISIS, and maybe even your neighbor's pit bull. With Balls of Steel Powder, available at GNC. Yeah, that was an ad from our new sponsor, the Duke Nukem Balls of Steel Powder. Mug, have you tried this? No, I can't say that I've had a chance to get it yet. Well, I tried some of it. My balls got so big, I went next door and tried to fight the neighbor's pit bull. He won, but at least I tried. <laughs> anyway, we was uh, talking about aliens there, like before the break, and, and I was just curious. Have uh, you ever seen anything out of the ordinary in uh, the real, you know, like your real everyday life that you couldn't explain? Um, I've not really seen a UFO or anything, but I've seen like, um, I've seen a lot of stuff I can't explain. I've seen, I've, you know, I've seen uh, green slime on the street, not sure what it was from. It was nowhere near like a Nickelodeon studio or anything. And I've seen, um, I used, I used to live out in Western Kentucky and, um, huge cornfields out there and we would walk out into the middle of the cornfields and every once in a while you'd come up on just it's not really like the circles you see in the movies but it'd be like little designs and stuff cut out cut out of the corn stuff like that but i'm always i've always said if there if there are aliens and i think there are they're they're going to be more like um, xenomorphs and stuff like that rather than you know your stereotypical skinny body big head aliens that want to study us I mean come on think about it aliens are not going to want to study us no exactly why would an alien want to study us and there's been an old uh, tale that aliens like to probe people and I'm like Paul in the movie Paul Paul was an alien and, the, and like a question that uh, the two guys asked him was, do you want to probe us now? And he's like, why does everybody always assume that? What can I learn from harvesting a fart? I mean, seriously, why do people always think that aliens want to stick stuff up our asses? Aliens probably want to eat, eat our assholes, but I doubt if they want to stick stuff up our asses, or maybe they do want to probe us. Who knows what an alien wants to do? Yeah, and then, and then just think, you know, if... I think if, if the aliens were more like 
the skinny body, big head aliens. I think that is that would be more like aliens being godlike, you know, like they probably if if aliens are like that, then they are probably they probably are studying us or observing us, you know, like what are they? What are they going to do if we do this to them? And, and maybe it's just one big experiment, life. I mean, you know, life. It's a big experiment, and we are the test subjects. And the aliens are, you know, running the show. I think that if aliens are, are studying us, aliens are up there in their spaceships, and there's like Klaatu and Verada, they're like... They're like sitting around and they go, hey, check out this stupid guy. He thought he was going to make a uh, a carburetor out of a Campbell soup can. Hey, look at this dude. Why are they doing all this meth and uh, stuff? I mean, eastern Kentucky and southeastern Kentucky, there is not much intelligent life here, I don't feel. So if aliens are observing us, they're like observing people in like California and New York and stuff like that because they know hillbillies and the hill folk. Maybe they're trying to figure out how to make moonshine like grandpappy used to make. But other than that, I don't see no reason why aliens would be like uh, trying to study this part of the world. I'm sure there, I'm sure there's uh, an alien assigned to each part of the world, you know, like, they're, they're they're not overlooking any of us, I don't think. Now, one time, uh, this has been uh, probably about three or four years ago. I'm not going to mention the dude's name because I haven't cleared it with him to see if he wants to be mentioned on the podcast. But let's just say me and a buddy of mine, I live in the live up in the hills, you know, and we uh, decided we was going to go to Arby's uh, or Dairy Queen one morning and get breakfast. And it was like 4 o'clock in the morning and stuff. We'd been up all night. And uh, we went back up in the hills on top of the mountain. And we sat there and we watched what, what appeared to be like a UFO for about two hours. And uh, there was dogs down in, the, down in the valley and stuff barking and everything. And we couldn't figure out for no. the life of us what it was. Now, when you say UFO, are you talking about it was a, like a round-looking saucer type thing with lights on the bottom of it, or well, it was. Can you ex- can you elaborate on what you mean by UFO? Well, I'm just saying it was an unidentified flying object. The thing seemed to seemed to hover. You, we couldn't really make out a shape, or I couldn't because my eyes are bad. But I did see like blinking lights, and I know it wasn't a radio tower because it was too high up in the sky to be a radio tower. And uh, we just sat there and we watched it for like two hours, and and we still never figured out what it was. It, it just like it hovered there, and I mean it had the dogs down in the valley barking. And you got to think this is the middle of summer, so it's like not cold. So we're just sitting there in a truck, and we're just like watching it, and we could not explain for the life of us what it was. I mean, and we seen the lights, but we couldn't make out really a shape on the thing. But people would think we was crazy, but. Yeah, we've seen it, and uh, still to this day, have no clue what it was. It kind of hovered. If it was an aircraft of some sort, it would have uh, been making some some type of noise, and like a plane would be traveling from either left to, to right in the sky, and it would show some kind of movement. This thing just showed like it was hovering. It wasn't a helicopter, because if it was a helicopter, it would have been making a whirring noise. 
And the thing is, who in the fuck would be in a helicopter at like 4 in the morning and just hovering in that one spot? Now, I understand that helicopters are looking for pot plants, especially in the summer. But that, to still to this day, hasn't been explained. Well, maybe, maybe we can get your buddy on here and he can elaborate further on what he thought what he thought it might have been or whatever if he wants to come on i don't know maybe one of these days i can talk talk about it more but pretty much uh he would say the same thing that i did you know we didn't we couldn't figure out what it was for the life of us we could not figure out what it possibly could be but it seemed to just hover so you you all left before it left yeah we left before it left and uh, still to this day, I can not figure out what it possibly could be. It's hard to say. Now, uh, while we're on the subject of aliens, let's talk a little bit about Bigfoot. Do you think that Bigfoot actually exists? Bigfoot absolutely exists. The thing about it is, is I think Bigfoot, if he does exist, he's like the hide-and-seek champion of the world. And I don't know for the life of me, but every time it seems like somebody tries to get a picture of Bigfoot or a video, they seem to use, like, the shittiest camera they possibly could get. So there's well, no there, clear evidence. Bigfoot probably has... Um, Bigfoot probably has something built in his body to where it distorts any type of people trying to film him. But you, you've seen, like... Uh, You've seen Rambo, right? Mm-hmm. Remember when Stallone buried himself in the mud and was undetectable? Yeah. And people's always like, uh, you hear people always say, now, if Bigfoot was real, somebody would have done killed him, you know, some of these hunters, or somebody would have shot him. Well, the thing about it is, what I think, I think there's multiple Bigfoots, and they are experts at hiding. Sure, uh, you might get a glimpse of them going from tree to tree, but I think their camouflage techniques are beyond our comprehension. And I wouldn't be surprised if Bigfoot has alien DNA. Maybe they are able to, um, you know turn into objects maybe maybe we see maybe we see bigfoot and we go try to find it we run toward it but by the time we get to it not only do we not see bigfoot but bigfoot has turned into a tree or bigfoot has sunk down into the earth uh, you you know you never know what aliens are capable of and and i i think bigfoot's real and i i have always suspected that bigfoot probably has alien dna either that or like you was mentioning that bigfoot as like alien dna he could possibly be a um descendant of uh the predator he could yeah. make himself invisible yeah maybe that's why nobody has seen well uh, there there there's been too many sightings throughout the world. It's not just it's not just sightings in America. There's been sightings in Mexico and Japan and China and Africa, Canada, Australia. I mean, Bigfoot has been spotted all over the world. 
and that's why I think there's more than one Bigfoot. And I think, I think possibly, I think here's what I think: Bigfoots could possibly be like uh, the spies for the aliens. Mm. Aliens, aliens sent down Bigfoots, and Bigfoots are always, you know. They're always hiding from us like a spy, but they're always watching too. They're like the they're like the front line for the aliens. They 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 take back things that the aliens can't possibly pick up from space. Yeah. So like so like Bigfoots are able to come up and look into our windows at night and see what we're doing uh, when our curtains are drawn and the doors are closed and you know stuff like that. Yeah, like Bigfoot has like X-ray vision and stuff. Yeah, and I think they relay that information back to the mothership. Yeah, it, it's just uh, a lot of stuff to think about when you think about all the strange happenings and all the strange creatures that it's been seen on Earth that nobody can explain, like the Mothman and uh, Bigfoot. So you're just wondering if the aliens are like got some part to do with that? Why man don't see them? If and uh, why they've never been found, and uh, like all this other stuff. Yeah, and you know, you talk. We talk about. We talk about how we're the test subjects, and the aliens are running the tests and observing us. Well, you think back. We know we have figured out as a whether we're test subjects or not. We have figured out that uh, before man, there was dinosaurs that roamed the earth, and. Maybe the dinosaurs was the first experiment for the aliens, and but we we know the dinosaurs was wiped out. So maybe the aliens decided, hey, this is not working. This is not going right. The dinosaurs, they're just still, they they're not getting beyond walking around eating one another or eating. You know, they're they're not progressing. We need to try a new experiment, and they came up with us. That is a good possibility. Well, uh, something that I found out today, um, I know you and me both are like movie buffs and stuff, and we've both seen Army of Darkness and the movie Bubba Hotel. Well, I found out today that apparently that that uh, a company called Dynamite Comics. Yeah, I'm familiar with them. And IDW, which I've heard of IDW, but I don't know much about Dynamite Comics have re- released a team-up book. A crossover. Uh, yeah, a crossover book um, that has to do with Ash and Bubba Hotel uh, teaming up, and from the plot synopsis of the book, which is Ash embarks on a soul-searching road trip to Texas on a hunch that Elvis Presley may still be alive and kicking and supposedly vanquished a mummy, which it was the whole plot of the Bubba Hotel movie. Um which for people that haven't seen it, just a little backstory about the movie. Um, you've got this guy per, that claims to be the real Elvis, and uh, he goes by the name Sebastian Half because he had uh, switched places with Elvis because he got tired of the hype, so he switched places with um, uh, Elvis impersonator. So he's in the old folks' home, and when this mummy's coming in killing off all the old folks, in the home, it's up to him and a guy who is black who claims to be JFK to stop this mummy. Well, apparently in this comic book, Ash from the Evil Dead, which people will remember, and Army of Darkness, he had a chainsaw for a hand and he took on deadites and stuff. 
have to team up in this comic book. And uh, it says what follows is a series of universe-spanning spanning events that involve an Elvis jumpsuit with special time travel abilities, a trip to 70s Vegas, plus the reveal of an evil new book of the dead, the Necronomicon Hotel. Has Ash met his ultimate match when trading barbs with a 4,000-year-old foul-mouthed mummy who sucks souls, which in the movie he sucks souls out of people's assholes, uh, mouse, never said if he sucked it out of the pecker holes or not, but um, anyway, and, and apparently Elvis has been Ash's idol and mentor, so um, it says can uh, his idol Elvis mentor him through a midlife crisis before it becomes his final crisis. Join the adventure in a road-tripping, time-hopping, groovy uh, tale. Now, what I can't figure out, you're more, know more about comic books than me. Um, the thing that, the only thing I can figure out is that this, this is like a trade paperback that's 104 pages. So, I've heard of the name uh, of comics called an omnibus. Explain to me and the listeners what the difference between an omnibus and a trade paperback is. Okay. Um, a trade paperback is usually a book between 100 and 150 pages, and that's because it usually just contains um, a collection of five or six comics all together. You know, like it'll say trade paperback volume one, and then it'll have comics one through five. Volume two would have comics six through 11 or whatever. An omnibus is a collection of 50 or more comics and they take out the uh, cover pages of each comic. So when you're reading the omnibus, it's just one big long story. You're not interrupted by issues, I guess you could say. So basically, uh, from my understanding, an omnibus is basically uh, pretty much every comic that was made, but you don't have, to, like when one comic ends, the next one automatically begins, you don't have a cover page like you do on a regular comic book, and a trade paperback is different. Yeah, a trade paperback will still have your covers, the covers that was on the comics when they was released. Well, I think in a way then that a trade paperback would be better because the covers of the comic books depending on what comic book you look at the covers sometimes are the best parts oh yeah love the covers like yeah. the cover on the the trade paperback for ash and bubba hotep it is amazing people can uh, if they want to they can google it uh, at www.dynamitecomics and then you go there to the search and just type in army of darkness and uh, bubba hotep and Apparently, Bubba Hotep, from my understanding, was just a little mini-series of comics, so I say a trade paperback is all there's going to be of it. But it's just an interesting idea, and I've seen it. The cheapest I could find it was on eBay for 14 bucks, and I'm thinking about picking that up and and giving it a look look at. And that's, see. Not, that's, not, that's not a bad price for five or six comics. And um, try to give it a look at. I mean... Uh, I loved Bubba Hotep. I don't know about you, but I love Bubba Hotep and the whole Army of Darkness deal. So the Army of Darkness and a Bubba Hotep crossover just sounds like it would be, like, amazing to me. Yeah, it is. It'd be cool. Which I own the book that a, a now-deceased friend bought me. It's the 
Joard uh, Lansdale book of Bubba Hotep, and the book uh, includes like his actual short story and the whole script of the movie with pictures and stuff in it. That book is skyrocketed through the roof on eBay. The cheapest that I found, it's like 50-some bucks. So I just lucked up. My friend got me that book. And, um, but yeah, that sounds like something that I would want to want to check out. And I, I want to check out the Ninja Turtles and Batman comics too. They sound like that they yeah. would be good. Yeah, that's, that's a crossover between DC Comics and IDW, which you had just mentioned. So that would probably be a good thing to pick up and check out too. And uh, uh, I think IDW also made some Back to the Future comics that, that were actually pretty amazing. Yeah, but uh, IDW is targeted more toward kids, you know, kid stuff. Um, uh, it, it, uh, which one is it that it was targeted more, more around the adult comic book thing? Wasn't that Dark Horse? Dark Horse does a lot of... Uh, movie ad- adaptations and yeah it's it's more and it's more like image comics image image comics is like does the walking dead and their their image in dark horse is, is targeted more toward adult title you know adult titles and stuff like that well i know back in the 80s when the thundercats and uh, silverhawks comics came out uh, a label named star comics released them but it was an affiliate of marvel yeah I think that's dissolved now. That that doesn't that doesn't exist anymore. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. So you've got all these subsidiaries or whatever, just like uh, like uh, you'll have like movies like that. Uh, say Warner Brothers uh, owns now that they didn't own. Like for example, the original uh, eight Friday the Thirteenth movies, Paramount originally owned them, but now Warner Brothers owns them. Just like when Paramount Paramount sold the rights to New Line Cinema, which was what got Jason Goes to Hell made, and now New Line Cinema and um, Warner Brothers or Time Warner has all branched in together. I think eventually that's what a bunch of these comic books are going to do. They're going to they're going to uh, cut the ties. You have like the famous thing: uh, Well, are you a Marvel person or a DC person? Eventually, it's just going to be. It ain't going to matter because. It's hard to pick who your favorite characters are. I mean, you've got your favorite ones in in Marvel, the Marvel Universe, which mine would, uh, favorite character of all time would probably have to be the Incredible Hulk in Marvel. And then in uh, DC, you've got uh, Batman and Wonder Woman and Aquaman, all them, which Batman would probably be my favorite one in DC. But eventually, we're going to have crossover movies like Marvel versus uh, DC, and we're going to have, like the game, uh, Marvel versus Capcom that came out years ago on, like, the Sega. Yeah. So we're going to eventually have that in comics and movies, and it's just a matter of time before we actually have that. Yeah, we could possibly see that. Well, my assistant... uh, Sheila has just handed me this piece of paper. Apparently, we have a new sponsor, and she. Oh, that's ha- always good. That's always good. I'm about to get paid, there. I don't know if the sponsor is going to pay us much or not. This, I don't know about this sponsor, but. Well, let's hear it. Well, it seems like it's a perfect sponsor for Valentine's Day, so I guess we'll be right back after this word from our new sponsor. 
Hey there, having a dull time in the bedroom? You need to go on down and see the good folks at the Come and Go, where you can spice things up with your partner. The Come and Go has a wide variety of dildos, vibrators, anal beads, butt plugs, cock rings, pussy pumps, and nipple clamps. Also available, whips, chains, paddles, floggers, flyswatters, handcuffs, ball gags, shock collars, feather dusters, duct tape, and rope. Be the first 100 customers through the door and enter for a chance to win your very own titillator. Again, that's The Come and Go on the corner of Vine and Crenshaw. The Come and Go also has an online store. Shop now, use promo code MUGGINBRAD, and get a free French tickler with orders over $30 or more. Well, seems like The Come and Go has uh, a good selection of stuff uh, for you to pleasure your woman with or your man if you're gay. Yeah, it sounds sounds like they got about anything you need. Yeah, that just seems like it, uh, like a good place that you'd want to go, especially with Valentine's Day coming up and everything. I mean, you've got to pleasure your woman. Anyway, I mean, I mean, you know, instead of getting maybe you get some something from the come and go instead of getting flowers and candy. I mean, flowers and candy they don't last too long, but stuff from the come and go it'll last longer and make make the love of your life even more happier. Yeah, or either either you buy one of them big black long double-headed dildos which I'm sure that they have because the come and go seems to have everything and then uh next next to Valentine's Day you're finding a new love of your life. But yeah. Well, they they did say they had a wide variety, but you know, I don't know nothing about that. Yeah, come and go. I'm going to have to check that place out. I bet they have a wide selection of porno magazines and DVDs as well. Oh, yeah. They ain't no doubt. Okay. Um, now, I know that me and you both have seen Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. Well, apparently, Disney is making a new Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movie. Have you heard about this yet? Uh, I, haven't, I haven't got wind of it. Well, as we all know, Rick Moranis was in the original Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. He was Wayne Zielinski. Well, uh, around the around like the mid-90s, Rick Moranis quit acting. He like, because uh, his wife was dying of cancer or whatever. He was in movies like uh, The Flintstones and Ghostbusters, Spaceballs, Pirenhood. He was in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and the sequel, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, and even one that went straight to DVD called Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Um, I'm, fam I'm familiar with all of those. Well, apparently, Disney Plus was supposed to make the new movie to uh, go on their new streaming service, but apparently the demand for a new Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movie is going to be uh, made for their theatrical side, so it's going to be going to the theaters. But here's like the best news ever. Rick Moranis is coming back to reprise his role of Wayne Zielinski after... Uh, close to two decades, no, over two decades of not acting, Rick Moranis is coming back. Uh, it was rumors, but now it has been confirmed, and it's breaking news that the deal's done, according to uh, Deadline.com, and it's all over Google. It says, as previously reported, the pick's original director, John Johnston, will be back 
with Josh Gad also starring. The movie centers on Gad's character, who is the son of Moranis' Wayne Zelensky, which his uh, character name was Nick Zelensky in the movie. So, uh, so surely they're going to call the son Nick. And uh, is expiring to be a great scientist like his father, but accidentally shrinks to kids. So we're going to have a whole new generation. And with special effects the way it is today, we're going to have a new Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movie. I don't know really how to feel about this because reboots never seem to be as good. But I think this this one could work. What is your thoughts on uh, a new Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movie? Well, I have no problem with it, but... Um... I'm I'm like you. I don't think they'll ever beat the uh, part where the kids get trapped in the backyard and um, and all that. That was just all those special. Uh, wasn't that um, what what do you call that? Stop animation or yeah, stop motion with with uh, you remember remember the ant that they befriended, Auntie or whatever. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. a stop motion like puppet type thing that they wrote on that they build built. And like even the even the Lego block that they uh, spent the night in, that was like a huge huge prop to make them look small. Now today yeah. with CGI, they're going to like do it all CGI. I don't know how they're going to do it, but for 1989 when that movie came out, that movie was like uh, I don't know for sure how much money that movie made for sure, but I can find out. Um, well, you know, for people like me and you and our age and people older than us possibly, they're going to always love that original one, right? But you got all these kids today growing up and coming up, and they, you know, they love the CGI stuff. They they probably like it way better than what we grew up on, you know. So it, it makes sense that they're doing a new one because it, it, is a, it is one of their greatest hits, you know, in their library, and... Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll probably I'll probably go watch it if it's in theater if I have if I have the time you know I, I'm sure you'll be there on day one. Yeah, I'd love to go see it just to find and it's just not as fun to go see a movie by yourself. But uh, from what I found, the 1989 movie Honey I Shrunk the Kid spawned Honey I Blew Up the Kid and the direct-to-video Honey We Shrunk Ourselves, which I already mentioned. The first two movies collectively made $281 million at the global box office, and this is unadjusted for inflation or some bullshit. But still, $281 million out of two movies, that's not bad for the time period that these movies came out. I'm thinking mm -hmm. that uh, 1992 was when Honey, I Booked the Kid came out. So you got like between 89 and 92 for box office, and you got to think that... Uh, there was a lot of like big movies that was released in 1990, like the Gremlins uh, 2, the New Batch, and some other ones. And um, I'm gonna move the subject on to the thing that we was talking about the other day about Huck Hogan as an actor. Now Hogan Hogan was a superb actor. Now. Um, I'm going to throw out some Huck Hogan movies here, and you tell me if you remember them and what you remember about them and if you cared for them or whatever. The first no one thanks. I'm going to throw out here is um, Mr. Nanny. I definitely watched Mr. Nanny back in the day, 
And it seems like the only thing I can remember from it, wasn't he in like a pink ballerina thing? Or? Yeah, he was in a tutu. And, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, one of the kids that he had to watch or whatever, seems like, I can't remember, he was like an ex-con or something, and he had to watch these rich kids, and one of the rich kids was played by the little boy from Leprechaun. The one at the uh, end, one at the end that said, uh, "Hey, Lep, fuck you, Lucky Charms, that dude." Yeah, I gotta tell you, man, that is not my type of movie. I, I put that in the same fucking boat with uh, stopping my mom will shoot and twins and bullshit like that. All that shit, I never got into that shit really. Well, we're going to kind of get off the subject here a little bit, but you know uh, the whole deal about stopping my mom will shoot, right? About how Schwarzenegger and Stallone had a rivalry and Stallone. Um, like uh, Schwarzenegger tricks Stallone into making that movie? I mean, that was a good trick because that was pathetic. Because Arnold was like, uh, I'm thinking about making this movie. So I called up Stallone and told him I was thinking about making this movie. And then, like, Stallone took it or whatever, and it turned out to be, like, the biggest flop. The only thing good about Stopper My Mom Was Shoot is while the plot is not that great, we gotta hand it to it. Stel Getty, that played it. That played his mom. That was a, she did good in that role, even though the movie was shit. I mean that that is uh that is one of the biggest blows to Stallone's legacy there is. You know? Yeah, and everybody liked to say that that Judge Dredd sucked, but I mean Estelle Getty. Uh, you know, she was big on Golden Girls and stuff, but I like to still get in this movie. This movie's like a guilty pleasure. It's so bad that it's worth a watch just for Estelle Getty's performance alone. But Stallone, yeah, that's probably one of the darkest demons in his closet next to Over the Top. But Over the Top's not a bad movie. Over the Top is actually a great movie, but... No, uh, it's one of my favorite Stallone movies for sure. But uh, it just was, uh, you know, because uh, of a little rinky-dink company had made it. Um, they Antifreeze. Oh, I know. I Oh, yeah, we got to get back on the subject. Yeah, I was going to mention that one next one. Suburban Commando. Oh, yeah. Got a, got, man, now that is Hogan's greatest achievement in the box office. I mean, anybody who has not seen Suburban Commando needs to run out right now and get them a copy of it because it just don't get no better than that. No, it, it don't. You had Christopher Lloyd and you had uh, had uh, Shelley Duvall and then like uh, one of uh, the, like basically Shep, it's about a guy named Shep Ramsey who's like an intergalactic bounty hunter, his ship crashes on earth and has to be recharged so he has to go undercover in the suburbs and he meets this guy that he rents a room off of and stuff and then a bunch of hilarity ensues you got the hillbilly neighbors that work on cars all the time and uh, he goes over there and like does something to one of their cars and uh that one uh, he says uh, you know what we're gonna do to you and he says let me guess you're gonna pound my face and then that one says, what? This is the 90s. We're going to sue you. Yeah, we're going to sue you. <laughs> yeah. And then well, you... The, the the bounty hunters, wasn't one of them played by the Undertaker? Yeah, and that was another uh, memorable part of the movie. Because the, uh, because the Undertaker was in the movie, 
And I'm thinking uh, the other guy was also a wrestler in the WWF at the time. But they they had never talked the whole movie. And when they finally talked, it sounded like a little kid. It's like, you're dead, Ramsey. And yeah. that, and then, then uh, you got uh, Hulk Hogan's, like, probably greatest line of the movie. No wonder you guys never talk. <laughs> Suburban Commando, man, is where it's at. That, that is Hogan's greatest achievement. It's it's leaps and bounds better than Rocky Three, and Rocky Three is such a great movie. Well, I know Suburban Commando's on your top tier, like, favorite uh, Hulk Hogan movie probably of all time, and I have to say it's a hard choice between that one and No Holds Barred with me. No Holds no. Barred uh, came out in like 89. It was like the first movie Hulk Hogan had ever been in, and he played a wrestler named Rip. And now, is that is that the one where he battles Zeus? Yeah, and uh, like it's a tiny Lister who uh, played Debo in uh, the Friday movie, and he's like this big badass wrestler. And they're like, what's your name? And he's like, Zeus. And, I mean, it's just so bad, it's good. Like like when uh, like the, they're like trying to take Hulk captive or whatever, and, and he gets the dude on the front of his motorcycle. He says, you and me, a date in the tree. And he like hits his brakes, and, and that dude flies into the tree. It's just, it's... it's so bad it's good yeah it's it's a good movie yeah. but uh, suburban commando is probably the best hulk hogan movie ever one that one hulk hogan movie that i despise which you've probably never heard of it not many people have i've seen it before it's been on tv and i despise it it's a a piece of shit called santa with muscles i have to say that i have never seen that it is a piece of shit avoided at all costs. Mill Creek just released a Blu-ray of it. I mean, you can't polish a turd and put it on Blu-ray, but Mill Creek thinks that they can do it. I'm sure somebody will buy it. And um, another... I, I probably I probably know a guy that would buy it right, right on release day. He's a, he's a huge Hogan fan. Probably would. Steven Yon. Yeah, he probably, probably would. Hell, he's probably done and got it. Um, oh, oh, Yance has probably got got them all. Yeah, uh, huge Hogan fan. I I give him hell all the time. Uh, you know, telling him how better Flair was, and all that shit. Flair was better than Hogan in the ring. Well, there's only like a couple more Huck Hogan things we we actually can think of that uh, we need to we need to talk about, like. Uh, Remember his uh, TV series he had that came on TNT, Thunder in Paradise, where he had the big speedboat? <laughs> oh, that, that was a big fucking turd. <laughs> he had the big speedboat. And uh, uh, his little uh, role in the movie Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain with the late, great Jim Varney. Yeah, I remember that one, too. That one was all right, I guess. And... Uh, since we got on the subject of Jim Barney, uh, that man, the movies that he was in, it's just unfucking believable, you know, that uh, he started out in just like little commercials, and then he made um, a movie that not many people have heard of called Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam. 
it was the first movie that he ever played the Ernest character in. <coughs> and it's like really expensive on DVD. I mean, uh, well, what is Echo Bridge today used to be a Platinum Disc Corporation. Well, Platinum Disc Corporation released the DVD, and it's like going for like 50 or 60 bucks now. It's, it's like that hard to get. But I think that Tubi has the movie where you can watch it. And if you remember, hey, Vernon Ernest, he had the character of like the guy with the hand on his head. Well, that was Dr. Otto, and that's where Dr. Otto came from. And then you had like all these Ernest movies, but Jim Varney was not only good as Ernest, he also played in a like a couple or a few episodes of Roseanne as a rich prince. He uh, made um, the voice of Slinky Dog in the Toy Story movies before he died. Uh, he was in a movie called Wilder Napalm. He was in a movie called uh, Treehouse Hostage. And uh, he actually pay played uh, Jed Clampett in the Beverly Hillbillies movie. I mean, he had like a big career for somebody that, you know, just started out in commercials. And the thing about it is, is it was he was a Kentucky boy. If I'm not mistaken, he was born in Lexington, Kentucky, and I know he's buried there. So, yeah, Jim yep. Varney, it's untelling where he would have went if he was still alive. And, uh... You know, a lot of these kids don't even know Jim Varney. No, and that's and that's a shame. That's a shame. They they know their SpongeBob and all this other stuff, but when we was kids, man, Ernest Goes to Camp was the way to go. Good, clean comedy movie. Yep. Didn't have a cuss word, to my knowledge, in the whole movie. Then you, oh, no. Then you had Ernest Goes to Camp, Ernest Scared Stupid, uh, Ernest Saves Christmas, Ernest in the Army, Ernest Goes to School, uh, Ernest in Africa, Ernest Rides Again. There was, like, so many Ernest movies that it's, like, hard to remember them all. Uh, hey, let me, ask, let me ask you something. Yeah. You think Ernest gives one fuck? No, he probably don't give one fuck. Ernest probably does not give one fuck at all. But, uh, yeah, Jim Barney is Ernest, and Hulk Hogan, that's characters that, that people will remember in the movies, and they'll never be the same. Uh, they're not going to make movies that good today. They're, they just, uh, I don't know, they... Seems like Hollywood has run out of ideas, so they're remaking everything. Which, Hollywood, Hollywood needs a good kick in the ass. Is what they need. Which one thing that Hollywood has has made that's coming out here? Um, I'm not sure of the date, but it's coming out here soon. Uh, ain't it coming out like Valentine's Day? The uh, Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yeah, that one might be alright. I mean, this is the only case in history where enough people bitching about something actually changed it. Because when the original designs of SpongeBob were teased in the first trailer for Sponge—I mean, not SpongeBob. Why am I talking about SpongeBob? That's right. There's a SpongeBob movie coming out like later this year too, which that's beside the point. But when the first uh, designs of Sonic were, um you know come out in the first trailer everybody was bitching about the way he looked well this is the first time in history that i can think of 
were bitching about something has actually changed it because they redesigned him and he looks really good now in the movie. And I want to see it. I've been wanting to see it for months. So I'm hoping it don't let me down. Well, you, you said that comes out on Valentine's Day? I'm thinking. I'm not sure of the date. But I'm thinking that it's uh, it's Valentine's Day when it comes out. I can figure it out and uh, let people know here in just a second. But, um, yeah, it's coming out Friday, uh, February the 14th, I reckon. Uh, from what I'm seeing, so that might be a good movie to take your uh, your lady friend to, your wife or something, especially if y'all grew up playing SpongeBob. And I mean, J uh, Jim Curry, I mean, he's not not made like a really good movie in a while, but Jim Curry's going to play Doctor Robotnik in it. And from the trailer, it looks like it'll be really good. And there's also yeah, I mean, might be able to. Might be able to uh, go watch it after you. You got to go down to the come and go first, though, and then you can go watch it. Yeah, you got to go check out the come and go. That way, uh, after you watch uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, if your woman thinks that you're ugly after she sees James Marsden in the movie, she can go home and pretend that you're James Marsden, so the come and go will sure help you with that situation. Yeah. But, uh, yes. But there is a SpongeBob movie coming out later this year too. I, I the the whole name slips my mind right now. But there is a SpongeBob movie uh, coming out. Um, a lot of good movies coming out this year. Why don't you go? You're to you're to pull you pull you Yahoo up there and bring up the list of movies coming out. Yeah, that's that's uh, the idea that I was. Uh, uh, going for uh, right off the right off the top of my head, I know one coming out later this year. It's still ways off, but can never uh, can never plan too early to go to a movie you definitely want to go see. And uh, I think it's October the sixteenth, if I'm not mistaken. Halloween Kills comes out. Yeah, um, that one right there would probably be a good one, but the Okay, we're going to go like uh, from. Uh, let's Did you get the list pulled up? Yeah, I got the list pulled up. Let's see. Uh, which this we're going to go from the start of February because some of these movies are probably still playing in theaters. Um, the Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. I want to see it. Uh, a lot of people says it's not that good, but apparently that's because they're going by like the comic book. But I still want to see it because for one, Mar uh, that Margaret Robbie is so damn hot. Whew. Well, I'll tell you one thing. She's that's hotter. A... I'll tell you one thing. I believe that Harley Quinn is more hotter than uh, that goddamn chili from one of our sponsors. Maybe could, I need to be. run that by that dude and see what he thinks. But, could be. Could be. Uh, but I'm not gonna. I'm not going to the theater to watch Birds of Prey because DC has a tendency to cut their movies up and put a put a version in the theater that's not a complete version, and then that way when they put it out on on video, they put out the quote unquote director's cut, and then you know you get more just of the to, movie. Yeah, that's bullshit. Okay, and. Uh... And uh, on Valentine's Day, there's like uh, two movies that's coming out, which if I had to pick which one I would want to see more 
than the other one. It would be Sonic the Hedgehog. But there's also one called Fantasy Island, which is a dark, a dark like movie based off the old TV show Fantasy Island, where the people was flown in in the plane, had the little midget tattoo that they went, the plane, the plane. It's like a Fantasy Island like horror reboot that's coming out. That w that might actually be all right, but I think I'd rather see the the um the Sonic the Hedgehog movie more. And on February the 21st, don't look like nothing's coming out that 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 I would be interested in. Maybe The Call of the Wild. Uh, on February 28th, we got The Invisible Man coming out. I don't know if that's going to be a play on uh, the Universal Dark Universe or not, which they tried to do that with The Mummy, which it sucked. Um, in March, we've got uh, uh, on... Um, what's uh, what's old Peanut and Little Boy barking out there, Bubby? Nah, I don't know. I wish they'd shut up. they probably hear you're a <laughs> mouse or a skunk or that damn possum out there in the yard. Could you all you please got... be quiet? You mean you still got that rat running around? I don't know. I put traps out. Traps out. They, they, I, I believe they might be a, be a, a, a what do you call them, uh, well, I know him as a skunk, but a uh, polecat. That's what they call him, polecat. I believe there might be a polecat around here, because when I walked out on the porch earlier tonight, I thought I smelt one. Hmm. Could have been that I farted, but I'm pretty sure it was a polecat. Anyway, uh, back to this. On uh, March the 20th, we got a Quiet Place Part 2 coming out. That might be pretty good. Quiet Place Part 2. Yep, A Quiet Place Part 2, and uh, we got Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway, coming out on April 3rd, which would be a, be a good kids movie, uh, which I want to see. I like the first Peter Rabbit movie that they come out with. And here's one I'm sure you want to see because you're a Bond fan, coming out April 10th, No Time to Die. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a good one. But me, me, I'm I'm a, like somewhat of a Bond fan. I could either take them or leave them. But my favorite Bonds have always been Roger Moore and um, Sean Connery. And my favorite Bond movie of all time has to be Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Yep, Goldfinger has to be my favorite Bond movie with uh, Odd Job with his hat that takes the head off the statue. Yeah, I'll tell you what, boys. Odd Job. Didn't give one fuck. You remember on all that that old Goldeneye game? Yeah. You picked odd job on multiplayer. It was like cheating because he was shorter than everybody else, and it was hard to hit him. Yeah. I always picked odd job. Uh, yeah. Then, uh, well, odd job's good in good in the game, but if I had to pick any kind of job, it'd be a blow job any day. But <laughs> anyway, a April the seventeenth, we got a kids movie coming out called Trolls World Tour. Uh, and, uh, apparently one called The Secret Garden, so they're remaking that one. Uh, we got one coming out April 24th, uh, that I've never heard of. Let's see if I can bring up a synopsis. Uh, looks like it may be a pretty good movie. It's called Bad Trip. Um, apparently, uh, it's a prank comedy that follows in the footsteps of Jackass, so that might be worth a watch. I like Jackass. I know you have mixed feelings or don't like it at all. I was never, I was never a big fan of Jackass. 
and in uh, May, uh, uh, on May 8th, there's a movie coming out called Legally Blonde 3, which is a sequel to Legally Blonde 2, which came out in like 2003, so it's been... Oh. Is that going to have Reese Witherspoon in it? Yeah, it's going to have Reese Witherspoon in it. But the oh, thing man. is... My my sister's going to flip out when she hears about that. But what I can't figure is why they waited that long to make a sequel to it if they was going to. You would think that it wouldn't have any value now that anybody would even care about it. Um, then, oh, like, like I said, my sister's going to flip out about it. She's going to love it. Now, on May 15th, May 15th is going to be like a good, good fucking uh, movie release day for uh, two reasons. One, we've got the animated uh, uh, Scoob, Scooby-Doo movie coming out called Scoob, which if you're a Scooby-Doo fan, it looks like it'd be real good. It's like supposed to be when Shaggy first meets Scooby and all this. It's animated. But the other main movie on May 15th that people are going to want to rush to the theater and see, I seen the trailer to this the other day, and I thought it was fucking amazing. It's called Spiral from the Book of Saul. It's going to be directed by Chris Rock, and Chris Rock's like going to produce it and everything, and Chris Rock's going to be in it. It looks like it'll be a good movie because apparently the, mo- the, the, the killer's motive is he's killing cops this time around. So Spiral from the Book of Saul sounds like it'll be a good movie. That does sound good. And then on May 22nd, uh, we got that SpongeBob movie coming out, which is called Sponge on the Run that I kept Say, saying like uh, getting confused because I've got it on my mind for some reason because uh, I always like Spongebob, the movies. My favorite Spongebob episode, though, has to be the one called Band Geeks where Patrick tells his friend like he's got like the the greatest band in the world or whatever and uh, he's trying to teach Amal uh, how to play instruments and Patrick says, is mayonnaise an instrument? And then it was confirmed that mayonnaise is actually an instrument because there's a video of some dude actually playing playing uh, in some mayonnaise and playing music. And then for the Fast and the Furious fans, which I've not been a Fast and the Furious fan, I, I gave up on them after the third movie. The uh, Fast and the Furious 9 comes out. Would you please be quiet? <laughs> It's hard to do a it's hard to do a podcast when you keep barking, little one. Shh. Well, sorry, folks. You're just gonna have to deal with it. He he won't shut up. He's got a mind of his own. He's gonna bark at his own chatter. Anyway, in June, uh, we've got on June fifth, Wonder Woman, 1984, and the Candyman remake coming out June the twelfth. The Candyman remake should be real good. Looking forward to that, and and I think Tony Todd's gonna be in it. And uh, then we got, I don't know if it's a sequel or a prequel. It'd have to be a sequel considering that the movie's called Top Gun Maverick. So there's going to be Top Gun Maverick coming out on uh, June the 26th. That, that's probably one movie we don't need. Yeah, and uh, the one I'm looking forward to in July is the Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah, I, I watched the trailer for that the other day. That, that looks real good. And I think it's funny how in the trailer, I'd have to go back and check it. I don't know if it says uh, there has not been a ghost ghost uh, sighting in 30 years or, or, or in over 30 years. But the thing is, it pretty well wipes out that shitty remake with all the women in it. 
Oh, that movie was all right. You're too hard on that movie. And uh, I'll always hate that piece of shit. I love M Melissa McCarthy. I think Melissa McCarthy is the hottest, hottest uh, BBW on the face of the earth. But I just did not like that movie. Um, then we got the Purge Five coming out, which I was never really a Purge fan. Uh, um. We got on July 17th, Bob's Burgers, which is an animated movie coming out. Probably going to be in the vein of uh, the Simpsons movie and uh, Beavis and Butthead and South Park movie. It's just going to be a movie just to cash in on the animated series. Uh, we got Morbus coming out on July 31st, which is probably a Marvel or DC comic book movie. Some kind of comic book movie, anyway. And... During my birthday month of August, the only movie I see coming out that I really want to see, which I know that that you hate them, but I want to see Bill and Ted face the music. Oh, uh, I'm going to pretend that shit don't even exist. Uh, I've been waiting for a Bill and Ted sequel since 1991, and I'm hoping it don't let me down, and I love seeing Bill in the commercial for... Back in the day, I watched about... 10, 15 minutes of one of those movies, and my IQ dropped off so much that I, I just, but thank God I broke away from it. Otherwise, it's untelling what, what kind of fucking knowledge I'd have right now. If you're really us, tell us what number we're thinking of. 69, dudes! Whoa! <laughs> anyway, so, then... Um, so bad. Then we got, uh, coming out in September, we've got uh, on the 11th, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, which I could care two shits about The Conjuring movies, didn't really like them. It's, it's the same with them paranormal activity movies. I hated them. They're just, it's something that I could shoot. Um, in October, we got Venom 2 coming out, which I've not really watched Venom 1, but I heard Venom 2 suck. I mean, uh, Venom 1 really sucked and wasn't all that great. But apparently it made enough money that they're going to shit out a sequel in October. Uh, coming out on October 9th, one that uh, that I'm interested to see is The Witches, which is going to be a remake of the 1990s movie where the witches had this big convention at this hotel and turned this turned these uh, little boys into little mice. And and uh, the little mice boys, like, have to stop them because they're going to gonna give... Uh, this candy or some kind of stuff out to where, uh, and, um, you know, they're going to take this candy and stuff and turn all the world's children into mice. Then October 16th, Halloween Kills, like you said, that you wanted to see. Um, Halloween Kills is going to be great. And then in November, on the 13th, we got a Clifford the Big Red Dog movie coming out. And on November the 20th, we got Godzilla vs. Kong. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, Godzilla vs. Kong would be a good one, but wouldn't it be cool if, if they had a Godzilla vs. Kong where they took on Clifford the Big Red Dog? That would be funny. That would be funny. I would like to see that. And in December, we've got Coming the Number 2 America, which is the, the sequel to uh, Coming to America from the 80s with Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall in it. And uh, on the 18th, we also got Dune coming out, which Dune, uh, you know more about that movie than I do, so you can tell our I listeners think, about it. Well, I think this one coming out in December is a reboot 
So it'll be a retelling of the original story. So basically, the only thing I remember about Dune is there's like this uh, mineral and stuff on this yeah. planet. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll probably get some CGI worms in the desert and shit like that. You know how it is. Yeah, and Dune came out before Tremors, so I'm wondering if that's where they got the idea uh, to um, make uh, Tremors, which on one podcast, we're going to have to just talk in length about how great Tremors really is. That's like probably one of my favorite movies ever made. But uh, that's pretty much all I see that's coming out this year, unless they update it or whatever, that could be actually worth watching until I see some more trailers. But uh, we're going to take our final commercial break, and we'll be right back right after this. Are you having trouble controlling your urine? Are you between the ages of 30 and 50 and just find that you have to go to the bathroom a lot more now than you used to? Well, maybe you should get the new Pecker Plug. The new Pecker Plug is only $19.95. The Pecker Plug is easy to install. You just stick it right in the tip of your pecker hole. And the Pecker Plug keeps you from having to go to the bathroom as much as you used to because it holds back the urine until you're ready to go. The pecker plug, one size fits all, unless you bored out your pecker hole with a ten penny nail. The pecker plug, available at these fine retailers, Walmart, Walgreens, Family Dollar, the Dollar General Store, and available online at Amazon.com. The pecker plug, by Remco. Well, what did you think about that? The pecker plug. Uh, it sounds like a great item, man. A lot of people are going to get into that. Yeah, and uh, as far as I know, one size fits all, according to the commercial, anyway. <laughs> so I'm sure, uh, I'm sure it would fit us, anyway. Yeah, because I don't think we bored our pecker hole out with a 10-penny nail. But <laughs> anyway, um, before we wrap this up, I just want to go back into the topic of Valentine's Day. Where's everybody going to, like, take their date Valentine's Day? I know where I'm taking taking mine. I'm taking mine to the bedroom with some Jergens lotion and uh, preferably a uh, paper towel. So, uh, where are you going to take uh, your woman for Valentine's Day? What have you got plans for? Oh, we're going to we're going to go to the Japanese steakhouse, local Japanese steakhouse. But man, you know, you can take your you can take your date anywhere. You know, you can. You can do Chinese, you can do a pizza place, you can do McDonald's. It doesn't matter where you go to eat, as long as you eat with love. Yeah, and women, you know, they expect the flowers, you open the door and stuff. The reason I say I'm taking my my woman to the bedroom with some Jergens and a paper towel is because my girlfriend has been my hand for so long and I'm not going to cheat on her. She's been a good girlfriend. Well, now, maybe your future wife is listening to this podcast right now, so you need to try to be more on your best behavior is what I say. Well, I'm trying to be on my best behavior, but as I said at the beginning of this uh, podcast that uh, parental discretion is advised because cause we're going to fly fly off sometimes at cuss, even when we don't mean to. Well, let me, let me ask you this. If you did have a Valentine's, let's say – you know, you still got time. You might get one before Friday. Yeah. That's... So, so let's let's say that you 
let's say you had one, where would you take her to eat? Hey, if I had the money, wherever she wanted to go. You know, what if she said you pick? I'd probably say, well, baby, here's what we're going to do. We're going to order us up some hot rods, cheese sticks, light us some of these Dollar Tree candles, and get us a good old bottle of Coca-Cola. That sounds good. And then we can watch a then we can watch a movie or or I'll I'll even let you hold the remote. There you heard it, ladies. Uh, any any ladies out there that could possibly come into some cheese sticks and some dollar store candles this weekend? All you got to do is hit up Brad. He's on Facebook. <laughs> Richard Holland, if you're searching for him. But um, you know. You say anywhere she would want to eat, but sometimes you got sometimes you gotta you gotta throw in the surprise, surprise them before you take them. Yeah, surprise them with where you're gonna take them to eat. But sometimes you can just pick out the place you're gonna take them to eat or see where they want to go and eat, and then you still could surprise them because if uh, you're in the vicinity of uh, the Circle T restaurant, which the Circle T restaurant in Hazard would be a good place to take a date to eat. As she goes to the bathroom to freshen up, you can always go over there in that quarter machine and get like a little quarter ring and be like, here, honey, mm -hmm. here's your Valentine's Day present. And then yeah. you don't have some flowers hid in the car, you know. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, not everybody can afford to go anywhere and everywhere. So let's say your budget is limited to a fast food place. What do you think is the is the most romantic place to eat as far as fast food goes? Is there one more romantic than the other? You think, or what's your thoughts on that? Well, I happen to happen to feel that Taco Bell is probably the most romantic because a lot of women love Mexicans and Mexican food, so therefore that's a good place to take them. A lot of women love tacos. It's like their favorite food of all time. You got more women that seem to love tacos than they would love uh, a double cheeseburger from McDonald's or an Arby's roast beef or something like that. So I think that Taco Bell would probably be a good cheap place to take a date. All right. You heard it there, folks. Brad's advice for if you can only afford fast food this Valentine's Day, Taco Bell. That is a good choice too, Brad. That's probably where I would eat because that is one of my favorite foods. I mean, you can you can take twenty dollars there and eat like a king. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And you also have to run to the toilet after you eat. Their their uh, slogan ain't "run for the border" for uh, no other reason than that. But that would be a good uh, place to but, take a date, but in a way it wouldn't where it's Valentine's Day because if you took a date to Taco Bell and you was, you know, doing the deeds, you'd probably shit all over you, but. Ooh, I don't know about that. But especially if you went to the come and go and got some supplies, you know. I think it don't matter where you eat at. As long as on the way home you stop at the come and go, I think you'll be all good. Yep, that's the come and go. Well, that's about all the time we got today for this podcast. We hope to join you back in here soon and and uh, talk about some more good stuff and some bullshit along the way. And we hope you enjoyed it. Hope you have a happy Valentine's Day with uh, the love of your life. And make sure you stop at the come and go. Everybody have a happy Valentine's Day.
The Raving Television Addict podcast has been brought to you by... I like my chili hot. As a matter of fact, I like my chili so goddamn hot that you can cook a hog's ass in a spoonful. When a working man such as myself wants a little hot fixing, I reach for a bottle of that mama's goddamn hot chili. Smooth, tender chunks of chili beans filled with mama's hot baster bacon bits and drizzled with just the right amount of thick savory sauce dripping with noodle nuggets and Texas tough onions. Mm-mm, that's hot. Goddamn hot. Ask for it by name. Do you got balls? Do you got balls of steel? I've got balls of steel. Duke Nukem has balls of steel because Duke Nukem uses balls of steel powder. Available at GNC. Balls of steel powder. And you heard it right from Duke's mouth. I've got balls of steel. If you want balls of steel like Duke Nukem, you can get balls of steel powder at GNC Nationwide. Balls of steel powder has been known to shrink the penis while making the balls extremely huge. Balls so big you could take on the whole Afghan army, ISIS, and maybe even your neighbor's pit bull. With balls of steel powder, available at GNC. Hey there, having a dull time in the bedroom? You need to go on down and see the good folks at the Come and Go, where you can spice things up with your partner. The Come and Go has a wide variety of dildos, vibrators, anal beads, butt plugs, cock rings, pussy pumps, and nipple clamps. Also available, whips, chains, paddles, floggers, flyswatters, handcuffs, ball gags, shock collars, feather dusters, duct tape, and rope. Be the first 100 customers through the door and enter for a chance to win your very own titillator. Again, that's The Come and Go on the corner of Vine and Crenshaw. The Come and Go also has an online store. Shop now, use promo code MUGANDBRAD, and get a free French tickler with orders over $30 or more. Are you having trouble controlling your urine? Are you between the ages of 30 and 50 and just find that you have to go to the bathroom a lot more now than you used to? Well, maybe you should get the new Pecker Plug. The new Pecker Plug is only $19.95. The Pecker Plug is easy to install. You just stick it right in the tip of your Pecker Hole. And the Pecker Plug keeps you from having to go to the bathroom as much as you used to because it holds back the urine until you're ready to go. The Pecker Plug. One size fits all. Unless you board out your Pecker Hole with a 10-penny nail. The Pecker Plug, available at these fine retailers, Walmart, Walgreens, Family Dollar, the Dollar General Store, and available online at Amazon.com. The Pecker Plug, by Remco.